Back here at BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. It's Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, Aaron Hawksworth with you, and we bring in one of our favorite guests on the entire network, Sam Panianovich. Uh, once upon a time, co-hosted a podcast with him. Follow him on Twitter at SPShoot, at SPShoot. He's a Nesson sports betting analyst, also does stuff for Fox Sports. All right, let's, uh, let's start with Dion, man. I saw you, Sammy. You're fighting people on Saturday night on X and, and that whole deal. Pro- show me your ticket. Come on, show it all. What did Dion do to you? Why do you hate Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being baited on a on a Wednesday. The game was on Saturday, and I'm still getting this crap. Um, yes, here's, here's what happened. Here's you won the bet. You're not I getting tweeted, crap. I tweeted out on I think it was Friday night or Saturday morning, and this tweet exploded. There were like seven hundred thousand impressions because everybody gets a piece of it because it's Dion. Everything Dion touches, everybody cares about now, or everything, yeah. everything. And I tweeted, like, you guys are really going to lay 24 points with Colorado because Dion bought sunglasses for the whole team. Now, I may have said fake-ass Colorado and not just Colorado because I still don't think Colorado's <laughs> that good. And we're going to find that out this week when they get drubbed by Oregon. But I, I just – I couldn't believe, crew, that we were all going to just – we were going to lollygag and lay 23-24 in a spot that was – 10 before the season and and that was the definition of buy low sell high and that was sort of how we started chicken dinner we were like wow like these are really dumb bets people make dumb bets all the time and yes dumb bets probably win 40 percent of the time but when you're constantly laying a number that is two touchdowns higher than what the real number probably should be that's what happens. That's what you get. And then, you know, people are calling me cracker and vanilla bean and all this stuff because like, you know, it has to go there. Wow. Yeah. It's wow. brutal. So, you know, the only problem is that they blew the 11 point lead. Like that's what killed me. Everything Colorado state did for three quarters went out the window in the fourth quarter when they got conservative and they started playing scared and they, they blow the 11 point lead and Colorado scores and ties it with a minute to go, but that number should have never been 23, 23 and a half, 24. And that was my point, but everybody was so willing to lay it. And, and that's what they get. So what is it that you're seeing from Colorado that really makes you downgrade them? And obviously their schedule doesn't get any easier at Oregon. Then they've got USC next week, Sammy. Well, I, I mean, I definitely upgraded them after the first, week or two hawk let's not get it twisted you know i I think they were criminally undervalued by the market and and that wasn't me that was like odds makers i I do my vegas tour every year in august and i sat in the back of four different casinos and every single guy was like yeah colorado is gonna suck this year so when you hear people that book bets for a living and make Mm -hmm. odds say that you sort of you sort of believe them, you know, this wasn't the mailman and the bartender saying, Hey, Colorado sucks this year. This, these were respected people. So obviously the, the TCU Colorado game should have never been 21. We all know that. I think we underestimated their discipline. We underestimated their speed. We underestimated their ability to play together as a team full of what, 70 or 80 new players. I mean, that this never been done before in college. But they are good. I mean, and this quarterback is, you know, he's a first-round pick. 
Um, we can joke about, you know, why does Sam hate Colorado and why does he hate this and that? But, I mean, this, this Shadur Sanders looks like an NFL quarterback that's going to go in the first round. And if I were, if I were going to power rate the quarterbacks right now, like I'd put Caleb Williams one, I'd put Michael Penix two, and then probably Shadur three. I mean, miss me with Drake May because I'm still forever gauged by Mitch Trubisky. Like I just can't trust a quarterback <laughs> from North Carolina. But I think Shadur Sanders is legit. And if he plays the way that I think he can play, this team could win six or seven games. The problem that they're going to have against the Oregons and the USC's and the Utah's of the world is that those teams all have great offensive and defensive lines. And Colorado, to date, three wins, three games, has not seen a defensive line or an offensive line that they will see when they go to Austin Stadium. And there is no coincidence that Colorado goes from minus 24 to plus 21 in one week because this is going to be a rude awakening, and this will be a game where, in all reality, they can be down 21 at the half. Forget the game, the half. They could be down 28-7 to at half, and I wouldn't blink twice. Yeah, Sammy P, just uh, verifying on your uh, X account, y'all are really laying 24 with fake blank Colorado because Dion Dion (laughs) bought the entire team sunglasses, huh? So, yes, you did uh, tweet that out. You also tweeted at BK, have it your way. So it's nice to know that uh, you still have jingles that you like to fall back on. Uh, But as far as uh, Colorado is concerned, you know, losing Travis Hunter, that's, that's definitely a big hit. Uh, really nice of, uh, you know, Coach Prime to get out there and make sure that, uh, you know, there are untoward actions against the player uh, who tackled him there. But at the same time, how much of that, how much will Colorado be hurting without Travis Hunter? And is this an opportunity for Oregon to score a ton of points? Maybe the over has a play in this game as well between Colorado and Oregon. I like the Oregon team total over, Ed, more than I like the Colorado over and more than the game over for that matter. Like, I, yeah, I mean, Colorado's going to probably score a little bit, but my concern here is without the most dynamic player on Colorado's roster and Travis Hunter, as you just alluded to, like they're just going to, they're going to search for answers on both sides of the ball. I mean, not only was he locking down the other team's best player when he was on defense, then he's, you know, third and six, Shador's looking right for him. So, I mean, when you take a guy off the field that's, a two-way threat, a two-way starter that plays 100, 115 snaps, it's going to really hurt that squad. So I think it's unfortunate that we don't get to see him. Um, It sounds like it's going to be not just this week, but it'll be multiple weeks. You know, you're going to be without Travis Hunter for Oregon, for USC, and then maybe you get him back for Arizona State or Stanford. But, yeah, it's a huge blow. And I, I think we always, in this business, we talk about how much your player is worth. And, you know, that's a very polarizing topic. Like, you know, Travis Kelsey goes down. All right, he's worth two points. Um, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers goes down. He's worth five, five and a half. Travis Hunter at Colorado might be worth a touchdown because he plays both wow. ways. And, and really, like, the backup to Travis Hunter is not Travis Hunter, not even close. So his, it, it's really impossible to calculate how much he's worth. But this is not a three-point player. This is not a four-point player. Like, he's worth at least six or a full touchdown. So – yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's just this, everything, that's, everything that worked for Colorado in the first three weeks goes against them this week. It's just a horrible spot against a top, a top 10, top 15 team with a quarterback that uh, has been in college since the Clinton administration and knows how to play. Um, it's just it's tough, and, and we know Oregon's defense is very good. Like, I, I think the worst-case scenario for Colorado this week is something like 42-7. to seven. 
where, you know, Oregon covers, Oregon rolls, but the game stays under because Colorado just can't score. Yeah, I mean, the market backed you up. We saw it go from 14 to 21 uh, after this Hunter injury. So uh, certainly agreement there. This is BetQL Daily. Sam Panianovich, Nesson Sports Betting Analyst, with us here on the Odyssey app, twitch.tv slash BetQL. All right, it's a Sammy P weekend. I mean, this is going to be an unbelievable Saturday. Uh, give me something else that you have circled. We've got Florida State Clemson, Bama Ole Miss. Of course, Ohio State Notre Dame is massive. You love betting on the Big Ten. The good one with Iowa, Penn State, UCLA, Utah. Take us anywhere you want on the board. Yeah, I'm, I'm really high on this Penn State team. And, and you know, they, they are just so good defensively. I mean, they turned Illinois over five times in that game. Um, I don't love laying 15 when games open 14. It's wild how so many of these games have kind of moved off that key number. Uh, on Sunday, I circled three teams. Penn State was one of them, minus 14. That's moved a little bit, like 14 and a half now. And some of you can buy the hook, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But I, I think Penn State is really going to, you know, pull away from Iowa down the stretch. The other team that I've just, I've just been blindly betting to date, and that's not the greatest strategy, is Oklahoma. But that team, after what it did last year, and, and guys were calling for Brent Venable's head after, like, one full season, they have just come out and ragdolled everybody. I mean, these games haven't been close, <laughs> and they're covering these numbers at half. 73 to nothing, you know, against Tulsa, 66 to 17. And I, I like Oklahoma against a very overrated Cincinnati team. I mean, we're, we're still betting Cincinnati like Luke Fickle is still there and like Desmond Ritter is still there. And it's just it's not the same team. So I like Oklahoma. And, uh, look, you guys are probably going to laugh here. I, I, think, I think this Purdue team is going to be very live on Friday night. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of things that changed mm. at Purdue. Um, they went from an offensive team to a defensive team, but they've been pretty impressive on that side of the ball. They played really well against Virginia Tech um, a couple weeks ago. And this number opened Wisconsin minus seven in West Lafayette, where there's nothing to do but drink liquor from the bottle upside down on a Friday night. There's nothing else to do. This place is going to be insane. I'm hearing they might do the blackout where everybody wears black in the stands. Line move from seven to six, and I, I still might take some six on Purdue. That's a Friday night game in West Lafayette, and they're going to be rowdy. I like the picture you just painted there, drinking alcohol from True. the bottle. What's wrong with that? A, little, a lot of blacking out going on at that game. Let's pivot to the NFL. We have about five minutes left. Let's start with Thursday night football. A highly questionable New York Giants squad uh, against the 49ers. This spread is at 10, total 44, 44 and a half, depending where you do your shopping. Gosh, can the G-men cover this double-digit spread, Sammy? They can, you know, we were on the show yesterday on Nesson and, and Claudia had asked me, you know, like, how do you take 10 and a half? At the time it was 10 and a half and the 10 and a halfs are basically gone. She said, how do you take 10 and a half? And I said, well, this is that spot where what the books will do is they will, they will take a team that's 0-2 and 0-2 ATS and they will just push the line as far as they can go. You know, there are two dogs this week that are extremely ugly and I, I have a feeling one of them is going to cover. The first is the game that you just asked about, the Giants. And I think it'll get back to 10.5, too. Um, the second one is, is Chicago. I mean, we know that nobody's going to want to bet the Bears here. I was actually laughing last week. Right after Justin Fields threw that horrible screen pass for a pick six in the end of the game, 
right after that pick, they cut to a little teaser, and they go, the game of the week next week, Chicago, since uh, Kansas City. I'm like, oh, my God, this is horrible for anybody who is a Bears fan. But, I mean, you're probably going to get 14. I mean, we're looking at the line right now. There's 13. There's, there's a lot of 12 and a half. Like, that's probably going to crawl up. I, I think one of those dogs is going to cover because the numbers are just too big. It should not be 13. The Giants shouldn't be 10. It's just the books have to overcorrect because they know that everybody's going to look to bet against the Giants and against the Bears because they have been awful so far, and they haven't covered yet. So that's going to create market value, line value. It's the same thing with the Colorado stuff. When Colorado covers too straight, you got to make Colorado too expensive. When the Giants and the Bears get throttled in too straight, you got to move those numbers. And, and I think the people that are willing to go to those big numbers, the 10s and the 10 and a half and the 13s and 14s, one of those sides is going to be rewarded. I think I'd probably take Chicago before I take New York because the one thing working against the Giants here is that short rest. Those big dogs on Thursday night who played on Sunday and, and got home and got into their own beds on Monday, early Monday morning, and now they got to travel again, like that's always a tough spot. So I'd probably take Chicago before I take New York. Are the Cowboys the best team in the NFL? And if they are, or maybe they're the second best team in the NFL so far in this young season, are there futures that we should be backing and looking for right now, be it individual awards or team awards, something like that? I am glad you brought this up because I am writing a story about this for Fox. Now, I think the bet to make without getting too greedy is to bet the Cowboys to win the NFC East. Um, You can still find plus 110. Most books are plus 105. I, I think they're the highest power-rated team in that division. Let's answer it that way. I, I still have – I have San Francisco and Dallas basically neck and neck in the NFC. Um, and I'm writing a story. I talked to Rex Fires, who's an odds maker in Vegas, and he says he has Dallas as his most power-rated team or his highest power-rated team, excuse me, in the NFC. Now, I mean, they haven't really beaten anybody great, but their defense is legit. I mean, that might be a top three defense in the NFL, and their play calling hasn't really skipped a beat without Kellen Moore leaving. So let's give a little credit to Mike McCarthy, who we could always bash. I'm a little nervous about the big picture stuff because we've seen this team slip on the banana peel for the last 25 years. I don't know that I want to bet Super Bowl or NFC, and those numbers have come down quite a bit, but I I still feel good about them winning the division this Eagles team just, it ain't it right now. And I think they could figure it out over mm-hmm. time, but Dallas is playing better football right now than Philly, and I think that's going to probably carry through. I think you could probably bet Dallas right now at plus 110, and then you could come back in a month and take Philly at plus 160, and you're basically free-rolling because it's not going to be Washington or New York. Right, right. Sammy, we've got about 30 seconds. I'm probably going to go broke betting on this team. I'm going to do it again this week. Patriots going to cover against the Jets. Numbers back to two and a half. They should only because Zach Wilson is awful against Belichick. I'm sure you guys have talked about the numbers. 0-4, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, seven picks, 11 sacks. It's <laughs> like he sees ghosts when they play Belichick. So if there's one game the hoodie can win early this season, it's going to be this one. But, man, there's not going to be a lot. I actually called Mac Jones Coke Zero the other day because once you have it, you never want to have it again. You're like, oh, that was okay, but – I don't really need this ever again. That team does not have a lot of talent, New England. I love Coke Zero. Nice.
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not against that. It's fine. <laughs> Sammy P. Nesson, sports betting analyst, writer for Fox. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight right here on the BetQL Network.